you know, again, like you say, not to be um, too cliche. Um, one of my favorite brands is Nike. Um, just do it, you know. Um, Steve Harvey, uh, my doppelganger. I'm his doppelganger, some say. Um, just do it. Uh, he has this video, and I'm sure you can YouTube it. It's got millions of hit by hits by now. Uh, just jump. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we we hold ourselves back because we ought to jump. And again, I got pushed, but you just got to jump. You know, you just have to do it. Welcome to the Imani Experience Podcast. In this podcast, you will experience wisdom, advice, and stories from creatives all over the world. Your host is Imani Roberts, who is a DJ, music producer, professor, avid book reader, and developing salsa dancer. On the show, we love to share the stories of creative professionals, especially people who have gone from the corporate life to the creative life. Once again, welcome to the Amani Experience Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Walter Sims. Dr. Sims is a spiritual life coach. And if there's one thing I've learned this year is that we all need a little coaching every once in a while. So I'm happy to have him on the show. He has been a spiritual leader for over 20 years. Walter has a master's of ministry degree as well as a doctorate of divinity degree. And he's certified in the expertise of coaching. Now, originally, Dr. Sims holds a Bachelor of Science degree in electrical engineering. So he's an engineer by trade, but life happened to him and he became a coach. He tells his story. So we have a really great conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. So let's take a listen. Thank you. Welcome back to the show on the on the line, on the phone, on the Skype. We have Dr. Walter Sims, who is known as the Minister of Motivation. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, I'm glad to be here, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, we'll kind of get right to it. And as we're talking, the story of how we met will come out, and that's an interesting story. We met playing in a John Madden online football league on PS3, I think, <laughs> when it first started out many years ago. I want to say if we're Many, many, now, many years ago. I think it was like 13. 14 years ago. That's a long time. Wow. That's a long <laughs> time, Amani. That is a long time, man. I first knew you as Rams baller, but now that's right. <laughs> you like the Cowboys, which you should be ashamed of, but that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> Amen to that. All right. All right. Well, why don't you start us off? Tell us your story and specifically kind of tell us, because I know you're a like a train, you're an engineer, but now you right. are a motivational coach and a life coach. So talk to us, tell us your story, how you kind of made the switch, which is what we really like to talk about on the show, people who have jumped from the corporate life to the creative life. Talk to us about your career, your story, and how you made the switch. Um, uh, yeah, well, again, thank you for uh, sharing uh, me with your audience. Um, uh, to make a, a long story very short, um, when I was a senior in high school, and that several years ago, uh, I asked my dad, who was a Baptist pastor, I asked him, uh, how does a man know that uh, God has called him into ministry? Because, you know, my whole life, everybody was like, uh, you're going to be a pastor just like your dad. And so I really wasn't trying to hear that. So I asked him, and I'm a senior in high school, and he basically said, you know, when the Lord calls you, you'll know. 
And so at that same time, I had to do a research paper uh, for my English class. And for some reason, I chose uh, electrical engineering. I, no, I remember it was, uh, it was our finance class. And I, I picked electrical engineering. And so when I was digging into it, it said that, you know, you're good in math and science. And in my naivete, I said, well, I'm good in math and science, so I'll go down that path. And uh, subsequently got my degree from the University of Alabama in Birmingham. I was a co-op student at a steam plant in that process. And I, I sent my resume to my co-op advisor and uh, they sent it to the nuclear plant, which was four hours from Birmingham in Dothan, Alabama. And in about a 30 day window, uh, I was hired on at Farley and spent the next several years working. Uh, a little after I started working at the nuclear plant, I started hanging out with a couple of young preachers. And man, we would go to youth meetings, youth revivals, uh, concerts. And man, one evening we were at a youth meeting and the spirit of the Lord just dropped on me, man. Uh, I called my mom and dad and said, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to accept my calling into the ministry. And so I spent several years doing that. I eventually became a pastor. And uh, in about 2009, I was talking to uh, Nevada Bowling, and I was talking to him about uh, some residual income and some things I could do because he was working as uh, a, a gamer. He was working as a customer service. He was doing different things for residual income. So we had a conversation uh, Amani, and he said, well, what else is a pastor but a life coach, Dr. Sam? Ding, 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 ding. And uh, uh, I hired me a coach, and uh, we kind of went down this path where you're a minister, and you got this serious knack for encouraging people. How are you going to meld the two? How are you going to uh, uh, bring both of those together? And thus, the Minister of Motivation was born. I think this was like 2009. So I began my business in 2010. So at the same time, me launching a business, quote unquote, I was still working 40 plus hours a week as uh, as an engineer. So uh, years passed, and so it's it's 2015, and uh, I was in and out of performance improvement plans at work. So the last one I got on was November the 14th, uh, November of 2014, and so here it is, April of 2015, about. A six-month window, uh, my supervisor, uh, April the 17th, 2015, calls me, uh, taps on my cubicle wall and says, you know, we got an emergent meeting at 4 o'clock downstairs. And so I wasn't thinking anything this particular day. And so uh, we went downstairs at 4 o'clock. She came in. Her boss came in. Human resources came in. Still, I'm in the, I'm in the dark. And uh, my, my supervisor basically didn't have any greetings, no, hey, how you doing? Basically said, you a low performer, uh, your performance hasn't improved, so today you're terminated. And so, you know, you did I have this big elaborate uh, a work down curve? Did I have this big elaborate plan to uh, uh, work out of my job? No, my job quit me because you hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, you need to quit your nine to five. Well, my nine to five quit me. And uh, so when I broached that subject when I got home, the first thing my wife says after she calmed down from a hurricane to a tropical depression, the first thing she said was, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. The first thing she said was, well, what are you going to do now? I said, well, I have time to work my business because, Amani, there's a verse in the Bible that says you can't serve two masters. And what a lot of us ought to do that believe we have a calling or a purpose or an entrepreneurial spirit uh, what we do a lot of times is that we're working nine to five 
and we are neglecting serve two masters. I believe that interpretation is you're not you're gonna neglect one of the two. And I was neglecting my business, still working out of five. But once I got to the place where I was appreciative of where I was, then this opportunity came about for me to leave that. And uh, I've been working for the last 29 months. I w- I've been uh, really focusing on my business. And I thought I was going hard. I thought I was all out. I thought I was all in. But I was not giving uh, my business the due diligence that it needs. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, once you work for yourself, you'll never work again a day in life. That's not quite the truth. The truth is we work more now. Uh, as an entrepreneur, but it's such a joy because we're doing what we've been called to do and what we're passionate about. And so uh, pretty much in a nutshell, that that's where I am right now, man. Okay, okay, great answer. Talk to us about how did you recover from pretty much getting blindsided with kind of your, we'll say your termination from your employee who you've been working with for many, many years. How did many. you get back up? Because, you know, the one thing about entrepreneurs is, you know, we fall, we get right back up. So how did you get right back up? Well, after, you know, after the um, shock, and I love the way you put it, after being blindsided, pretty much um, I have an accountability partner. So we uh, really um, started making sure uh, that everything uh that I had uh, my website, my uh, uh, my social media. We just made sure that everything was clean, i.e., make sure that everything was consistent. Because just today, as a matter of fact, Armani, just today, uh, I met with a couple that really needs some some serious premarital coaching and some individual coaching. And the and the soon to be wife, she actually found an event that I'm doing this Thursday. It's a relationship seminar. She actually found that event and backtracked and and looked up everything about me and made a call to me that her and her husband would like, or fiance would like me to coach them. And we had lunch together today. And and that's just a testament to uh, the next thing that I did. And this is for your listenership. When you find yourself blindsided, it's time for you to really look your hand over, and make sure that everything you have set up entrepreneurially uh, is consistent because you know, you and I know how important your brand is. And now that this is your business, your baby, you have to make sure that uh, what me and my my accountability partner, I call it, you got to make sure under the hood is together because people will check you out because they are investing in whatever it is that you're providing. Uh, you provide a service, I provide a service, and all of us entrepreneurs uh, provide a service. And one of my other uh, clients, she's, a, she's one of my mentees, uh, she's made a valid point in a couple of her broadcasts recently. She said people have options, and, and when they come to us, we got to make sure that our best foot is forward all the time because there are so many hundreds, thousands of coaches, for example, and since I'm a coach, there are thousands of coaches. So when somebody comes to me, I got to make sure that if nothing else, everything is clean and they can really follow the thread and say, wow, this young man is consistent. So 
if you are about positivity, everything you do has to be positive because it has to it has to all connect, if you will. And so to really answer your question, you know, um, in a nutshell, I just took the time to make sure that everything that I was doing was consistent and uh, my brand was the same across the board. Okay. Now, let's kind of continue. You said that there's thousands and thousands of coaches out there, which there are. Right. Life coaching right. it seems to be the new kind of it career to develop. What do right. you do to kind of rise above the, all the noise and the competition and make your brand and your type of coaching and your skills stand out? Uh, well, um, that's a that's a great question, and really, what makes me different is that uh, I am a pastor also, and so I'm a spiritual life coach. And my my thing, if you will, is to I help people walk in their purpose. And there are a lot of um, purpose coaches, if you will, but I'm so different because I coach on demand, and, and I don't necessarily have a cookie cutter tools, if you will, and I have I have a few tools uh, that are a cookie cutter, but I coach on demand, and a lot of times my pre-coaching form lays out kind of a, a thought process for my potential client. But a lot of times we have to look at what they are not saying. For example, the couple that I was dealing with today, that they have a lot of trust issues, but underneath that. Uh, the the soon-to-be wife is also dealing with a lot of anger because she has been hurt, for example. So, you know, I have to deal with that as well. And just my personality, uh, that's the reason I love live stream so much because people can really see me in my natural element. You know, when I'm on camera, quote-unquote, live stream, uh, people get to see the energy that I bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? And I'm consistent. I'm always on, quote, unquote, especially when you're on camera, when you're live streaming. Um, it's, it's, it's so nice now. Live stream has just really taken what we're doing in social media to another plateau, and I love it. Uh, but, but I really care about my client. And what I say, Amani, is that thank you, and I thank my clients for allowing me to share their life with them. And just that small nuance really resonates with people because they want an experience. You know, you know, a coach is a coach is a coach is a coach, but I make it an experience. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've coached several years now, um, and, and all of my clients say the same thing, that they enjoy the experience with me. You know what I'm saying? And so I really take pride in the fact that I don't treat it like a client, a coach-client relationship. I treat it as a genuine relationship. It's not so much the exchange of money or um, I'm, I'm giving you a couple of three weeks, four weeks. We are sharing time together. We're sharing space together. You are allowing me into your life, and I don't take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? It's not a bean count for me. It's not a, you know, I'm I'm trying to, uh, uh, become rich, if you will. And, and that, that's part of me being successful and wealthy is I'm fulfilling my purpose. And I'm working on that in my next book, Walking Purpose, Grow Rich. It's about fulfilling my purpose. And my pur purpose is helping people realize what their purpose is. And that's, in my estimation, that's the only way you can truly be successful 
if you are fulfilling your assignment. All of us have an assignment. You are so awesome in your assignment. I've watched you in person, and I've, I've witnessed you live doing your thing, and you are awesome. But I can't do what you do. You can't do what I do. But in each instance, we are unique, and we all have a purpose, an assignment. So, uh, again, to answer your question uh, in a nutshell, I call it sharing your life with you. And, 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 and I really pride myself in the fact that I really take that very seriously. And it's not, it, it's not a, a just transactional thing with me. It's a fact that we're sharing space together, which I honor. You know what I'm saying? And I thank my clients for allowing me to be that person that they entrust uh, to help them have a breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? And so, man, it's, it's just awesome, man. I love it. When that person has that aha moment, man, it's priceless. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. Now, you're a spiritual life coach. I still consider you to be a creative person. You, you're part of the creatives. So right. in your opinion, what's important for creative professionals such as yourself, myself, what's important for us to succeed in today's business environment? Uh, man, that is that is so awesome. Uh, we're always creating. Uh, you have to be flexible, and you can't be tied to one thing. And, and, and let me say it, you know, we think that, uh, and I'm going through, you know, I got another coach I'm working with helping me uh, with some different things. I got, you know, some relationship stuff coming up. Uh, the thing that you subscribe to, uh, the motivation zone. Uh, one of the big arguments, if I can use that word, one of the big challenges we have as coaches is affordability. Everybody needs a coach, but everybody can't afford a coach. And so we are challenged with coming up with ways, creative ways, uh, to make us accessible. And so I've created something. Um, a subscription, an exclusive subscription that at this time, and it's going to go up, but at nine ninety five a month, you can get, you're going to get a free ebook, uh, you're going to get a weekly email, and you're going to go on a drawing uh, to sit in my monthly mastermind, and uh, we're going to peel the onion back a little bit and really dive, take a deep dive, and deal with some stuff. And that is a small investment. It's a Netflix subscription, for example. So the whole point is being a creative, you can't get locked in to one road to get where you want to go. you got to be open, and, and I hope the, the audience listens to that. You have to be open. As a creative, you've got to be open. Your, 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 your end goal may be the same, but how, how to get there has to change up. You know what I'm saying? And so you can't get locked in to just go south if you need to go north. You know what I'm saying? And so as a creative, you got to always, and especially as an entrepreneur, you just got to be very creative, all puns intended. you got to be very, very sensitive to shifting direction. For example, I love Periscope, but the shift now is more live stream on Facebook. Now, the reason I love Periscope is because that's where I cut my live stream teeth on. It's just my first love in live stream, but you still got to do YouTube. And so I, you know, I take a lot of things that I do, cut it up and put it on YouTube because I have a YouTube channel as well. 
but I'm doing uh, a little bit more on Facebook. I motivate in the morning on Periscope, and in the evening, late night, I do Facebook Live, and I'm getting some good numbers. So, uh, to, again, to answer your question in a nutshell, to be a creative, and this seems kind of obvious, but if you want to be a creative, you got to be open and sensitive to shifts. You know what I'm saying? And so yes. you you just can't you just can't get locked into just one way of doing things. Yes, yes, I agree. Good answer. Tell us or share with us what are some things that scare you. Oh man, that money! You're asking some awesome questions. Um, <laughs> you know, you're asking some phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal questions. Um, and if I can be very transparent, and and you and I, you know, have talked about this offline, and 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 the reason that a lot of people won't walk this journey is because it's a faith walk, and and you know, without being spiritual or anything, using faith in the sense that you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, i.e., you don't know if you're going to get another gig in your, in your arena. Uh, you don't know if, if somebody is going to need you. Um, I, I got that client. I got that couple today. I got a speaking engagement today, a local speaking engagement. It wasn't much, but it's an opportunity. So you just don't know where your opportunity is going to come from. You, it's a faith walk. Uh, and, and, and what people don't realize, even on these jobs, you know, I didn't get, I didn't see being fired in my future. I knew I had this, uh, this life coaching business, motivational speaking coaching business. That was my baby. That's my heart, my pastorate, my TV, my radio. That's my heart. But I did not see me getting fired April the 17th, 2015. So everything we do is a faith walk. I shared that again. I shared that with the couple today. Love is a faith walk. And and so uh, one of the fears is that, you know, who's going to see me? And, and that held me back from starting my television show a lot sooner. You know, ain't nobody going to listen to me. Who am I? You know, I'm just Dr. Walter Sam. I'm just Lil Walter from Birmingham, Alabama. But what live streaming has taught me, there are folks that want to hear me. You know, I, I got some decent numbers in social media space, and, and that's even going higher. But you have a voice. And a lot of times the fear is nobody's going to listen, but lo and behold, somebody's listening. But again, to, to be very short answer, give you the long and short of it, it's just the fear that you will, uh, will be okay financially, one thing. And the second thing is that are you going to reach all the people uh, that you have been assigned to reach? You know what I'm saying? And so that's why a lot of times sometimes as an entrepreneur, as a creative, you feel like you're playing catch up because you know you just you know because you and I know you know we we're working ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hours a day, and even when we lay down, we're like, man, I'm so excited, I can't sleep, and can't wait to wake up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's just it's an it's exciting, and it's a it's it's scary at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You to to pardon the pun, you're preaching to the choir here. So, yeah, <laughs> <I agree. laughs> we'll that's right. <laughs> continue with the topic of fear, which is one thing that stops so many people from advancing forward. Oh what my advice, goodness! What advice would you have for people who are trying to get over their fear to maybe take the leap from going from the corporate life to the creative life? What advice would you have for people like that? Uh, well, um, you know, again, like you say, not to be um, too cliche, 
um, one of my favorite brands is Nike. Uh, just do it. You know, um, Steve Harvey, uh, my doppelganger, I'm his doppelganger, some say. Um, just do it. Uh, he has this video, and I'm sure you can YouTube it. It's got millions of hit by, hits by now. Uh, just jump. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we hold ourselves back because we ought to jump. And, again, I got pushed, but you just got to jump. You know, you just have to do it. And, and two of the greatest fears that, that I have started talking about that you never really hear talked about is the fact that we might miss God if we don't do that thing that we've been called to do. We just might miss God. Number one, that really should be our greatest fear. The second fear akin to that is I'm going to miss those people that are waiting on my arrival. Uh, because you got a you got a bucket load of people. I got a bucket load of people. There are seven billion people in the world, and all of us that are here have an assignment. We have a lot in those billions of people. We have people that we need to reach, and um, we should be afraid that we may miss the opportunity to touch their life. Man, and many people have have inboxed me and emailed me and texted me. And said, Dr. Sims, you made a difference in my life. You know, I want to live again. You know, there's no money in the world uh, that can touch that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's fulfilling to know uh, that you're serving your purpose. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, man, it's just no greater joy, my brother. It's it's, it's a blessing, man. And uh, I'm very thankful uh, to be walking this thing out. You know what I'm saying? And, man, I'm just... I'm having a good time, man. I'm having a good time. I know. I'm watching you, so you know, keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> this kind of this question, kind of the next question, kind of continues with your thought process. I'm pretty sure, but tell us, okay. tell us, why do you love what you do? Wow, that is a great, great question. Uh, because you know, it's uh, Again, just to, to, to continue the, the, the statement I made just a, just a second ago, it's just no greater joy uh, because I'm in the self-help profession. You know, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm a, I'm a life coach, I'm a, a speaker, uh, and it's just there's no greater joy to know that uh, something you said or did bless somebody you know, that money can't buy. Um, I remember, you know, when I first started live streaming, we started the, the first church of Periscope. I was motivating a couple, three times a day. And uh, this lady was sitting in her car. She let us know while I was uh, live streaming, uh, she let us know that she was in the car thinking about taking her life, but she said she would wait and listen to me. And, I mean, I know I probably broadcast 30, 45 minutes, or even an hour, and we were just, man, we were just ministering. We were talking. We were encouraging. We were playing music. And uh, she popped in the scope uh, just the other evening and said, Dr. Sam, I'm still watching you. I still love you. And just from that, I mean, literally, she said she was about to take her life. I mean, Amani, she was like, uh, she said she had every intention 
of ending her life that day, that moment in time. And for some reason, she ended up watching my, my live stream. And um, she she brags to this day that I saved her life, literally. And again, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to, to brag or anything. It's just to echo what you said. You know, why do I love it? Why do I enjoy it? Now, that for somebody else, that may not mean a whole lot to, to somebody else. You know, that's, that's not their thing. But people are just my thing. That's my drug. You know, that's, that's my drug of choice. I love people. Um, and so, you know, things like that just, man, it just lights my fire. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's just a blessing. It really is a blessing to be able uh, to be an uh, instrumental part in helping somebody uh, to their next level, you know what I'm saying, man, and it's just it just blesses my socks off. Yeah, that's heavy. Good story. Wow, out here saving lives. I love it. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's nothing but it's the gospel truth, man. Yeah, I, you yes, know, sir. because me, me, and uh, you and I may have talked about this, but me and some of my colleagues say all the time, you know, we can't make this up for real. You know what I'm saying? And right. and and to chase a rabbit, to chase a rabbit, you know, a lot of the creators. Uh, in this space, talk about, you know, providing great content. Well, you know, I, I mean, I turn, I hit the broadcast button and stuff just comes up because people are dealing with so many things. It's not really hard coming up with content. I think the greater challenge is for people to use the content because, I mean, there's so much content. Now, you can look up anything about anything, but the, 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 I think the key is, and I talked about it this morning, uh, just knowledge is just not the key. It's the application of what you know, because you you and I know this, and you know this. You know, uh, anybody could put anybody could play a, a record, but to really play that thing so that it really moves people, it's an art to it. And you are yes, you is. are you. It's an art form, you know. Definitely. And you you are master DJ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> A lot, a lot of people could play music, but you make that thing pop. You don't hear me. You make it, as my young folks say, you, you lit. You stay lit, Amani, as my young folks say. You know what I'm saying? And so it's an art. You can tell people that have a knack for what they do. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, uh, it's, it's just a joy, man. It's just a joy. Cool, cool. You mentioned before that you have a life coach. You have a coach yourself. Why does a life mm-hmm. coach or a spiritual coach need a coach? Well, you know, it's sort of like, uh, okay, thank you. I mean, the Lord just dropped this uh, analogy in my spirit. I'm telling you, he just dropped this. I, this is fresh from the throne of heaven, y'all. Uh, it's sort of like a gas station. You may ask the same question. Why would a gas station need gas? Come on, somebody. So, you know, we go to the gas station to fill up. But who fills up the gas station? A bigger tank. You know what I'm saying? And so I pour out and I pour out and I pour out and I pour out. So I need to be able to go to somebody that can see my blind spots, help me stay sharp, help me uh, stay on top of my game, fill me up, keep me motivated, keep me energized, because I'm serving so many people, you know what I'm saying? Because my accountability partner, we, we talk in, in about 15 minutes, my accountability partner really helped me through uh, a lot two years ago. Uh, the same year I got fired, my dad passed. Um, I got audited by the IRS. 
I have some other financial um, trials, and it, it's just good to have a sounding board. It's good to have somebody uh, that can help you uh, through uncharted territory because, you know, I've never been an entrepreneur. And so, you know, there are some things that I, I don't know. You know, I have some strengths, but I also have some weaknesses. And, and, and again, you and I know uh, that the people that are, that are at that next level, your your President Trumps, your your Jay Zs, your Beyonces, your Oprahs, your Tyler Perrys, your Ushers, your P Diddies, all of those guys have coaches, mentors, accountability partners. Because believe it or not, at their level, they still want to go higher. Uh, I'm reading, and you're gonna get to this, and I'm getting ahead a little bit. Uh, I'm reading The Power of Broke, and Damon John says, you got to stay hungry. And and a lot of times, too many people are, and I talked about it this morning, they're too comfortable. But you got to stay, you got to stay on top of your game. And uh, because you, the, what you don't want to happen, you don't want to get comfortable. Because once you get comfortable, you might as well stick a fork in you. You're done. Yep. Yep. Preach. Well, all right, that's a good segue. <laughs> Let's go back in the day, and we're going to talk to 21-year-old Walter Sims. You're probably just about that. to graduate from University of Alabama, Birmingham. Back yep. in the day, when maybe Paul Bear Bryant was still coaching. And, that's right. And what kind of advice would you give yourself to your 21-year-old self? What would you say? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, Amani, I turned 50 last year. And, and Congratulations. I wrote Thank you, man. Uh, I wrote an article, and I'm, I'm still a featured contributor to the Good Men Project. And uh, I, I wrote an article about what have I learned in 50 years. And one of the few regrets that I have, and you know, I mentioned a little while ago that my dad was a Baptist pastor. Um, and if I had, if I had have accepted my calling sooner, him and I could have really had a deeper relationship because, man, he, I mean, at his home going, at his funeral, I mean, it was, I mean, it was wall to wall. I mean, it was preachers from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the North to the South. That our, our small church, our humble church was filled to capacity and he poured into so many preachers and I, you, you, you know, you can always, you know, second guess, but you know, I could have, I could have had more connections. I could have been in another lane. I could be a little bit further along. But most of all, I could have had a a, a more uh, impactful relationship with my dad. We were good because one of our last conversations, uh, he said he was proud of me. You know, and uh, that really made me feel good. And uh, we just could have went some more places that we didn't have a chance to go because I was just in a different lane. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that being said, I said in the article that you need to find your lane as quickly as you can because you just don't know how many opportunities you you let slip by just because you were in the wrong lane. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, the advice I would have given, I would give to my younger self is to just find and get in your lane a little bit sooner. Good. Yeah. K 
can I say amen on a Monday? But anyways, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about habits. What's maybe one or two new habits you've added to your daily routine in the past year, and how has it helped your efficiency? Um, again, um, you know, you get a coach. Uh, and, and another thing um, that I added, I meditate, um, and I was meditating uh, just the other morning, um, and, and it just led me to do something and reach out to uh, one of my colleagues here in town, and we're having a conversation tomorrow. Uh, but meditating and just getting quiet, um, I go to uh, a movie uh, once a week. Uh, relax, because another thing I teach my clients is that you got to have some fun time. You know, it's not always, you know, go, 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 do, 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 do. Um, I spend time, I relax. You know, I get me a manicure and a pedicure every three weeks and just taking care of myself because I'm having to take care of so many people. You know what I'm saying? And so just adding um, um, a me regiment, making sure I have a coach uh, and, and you and I talk, uh, I read, I listen to a lot of motivational stuff myself. You know, I like listening to other people. And I just got a book in the mail today, and I didn't even know that was going to be one of your questions. Uh, I got in the mail today. I ordered it uh, a couple of nights ago. I love Amazon.com. Uh, uh, just a, a free uh, plug for Amazon.com Prime. <laughs> I, uh, I got the power broke uh, in the mail today, and I started reading that uh, by Damon John, one of the uh, – uh, men in the shark tank, and so yes. Uh, yes. again, again, you got to stay sharp, you know. And so, yes. those are some of the things I've added to my regimen. Love it, love it. Maybe uh, talk to us about some books you've already read that you would recommend people kind of stop what they're doing and pick them up right away and start to read them. Well, you know, you got to go to livingmotivatedestore.com. Uh, get uh, Living Motivated, second edition, my award-winning book, The Beatitudes of Living a Motivated Life. You need to get uh, Out of Cut Love, a 21-day devotional to improving your self-esteem. You need to get, just what the doctor ordered, a book of my quotes, a 21-day uh, prescription to become more positive. And the current book I'm working on is Walk in Purpose and Grow Rich. Uh, just because you're successful doesn't mean you're living in purpose, but if you're living in purpose, you're going to be successful. Uh, you need to stop, go to living motivated eStore.com. I got three t-shirts on there as well. Um, I, I got the secret of success. It's an old book. Hold on. It's on my bookshelf. Hold on. Um, it's uh, it's an old book, Amani. It's by Wallace D. Man, this is, I like this book. It's really three books in one. The Science of Getting Rich, The Science of Being Well, and The Science of Being Great by Wallace D. Wallace. It's an old book, but man, it, it's good because, you know, Theory doesn't really change, you know, uh, and you know you got to read the Bible, but books like this, Positive Psychology, I got that on my shelf, Find Happiness Now. So I'm always reading about uh, being happy and joy and things of that nature because it's all about attitude. I'm a big proponent of attitude, you know, so anything dealing with attitude, I, I jump on with all four. Good. Sounds good to me. Tell the people how they can find you online, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. How can people find you online? Oh, thank you, Amani. Again, I just want to thank you for spending a few minutes with a with a dear friend, and I've watched you grow into an awesome young man, and uh, I really admire you. I'm very proud of you. 
And uh, and I'm glad to say this. I'm Googleicious. Uh, just type in <laughs> Dr. Walter Sims, and all of my stuff will pop up. I'm so excited about that, Amani. That thing blessed me. We were at lunch today, and I said, you just made my day. She said, oh, yeah, I Googled you. And, man, we laughed so hard. And she said, I researched everything. And her fiance said, Dr. Sims, she researches everything. And, they, man, they were excited to meet me even before we showed up because she told all of her coworkers, I'm going to see Dr. Sims. Doctor, what? I got me I got me a counselor lined up. I'm going to see me a counselor. Why do you need to do that? I got some stuff I got to work on. And, man, she was excited. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they just made me say, yeah, but basically the quickest way to find this, you can tweet me. And, and Twitter is the happening thing now. Uh, I'm at Dr. Walterson, D-R-W-A-L-T-E-R-S-I-M-S. And so uh, tweet me. And you can tweet me, and my, my direct message is open. So you can hit me on Twitter and uh, um, leave me a message, and I'll get back in touch with you. Fantastic. All right, so we're going to close out the show. But before we go, any last-minute words of wisdom or advice for um, us on the show? You've been a great guest. I appreciate your honesty, your transparency, and all the wisdom. So anything else that's popped in your mind that you want to share before we go our separate ways for now? Yes, sir. Real, 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 real quickly, real quickly. We, I'm working on a relationship seminar, so this is just in my spirit right now. Um, we used to give Terrell Owens, and, and you and I, we, we used to crack each other because I just love wide receivers, and I just love him in his prime. I love Terrell Owens, but we used to laugh at him when he would grab the pom-poms or pull the popcorn out and run and put the ball in the middle of the start when he played for the 49ers and he played in Dallas. Um, he used to say this. This was his favorite phrase, I love me some me. And it's in, it's in one of my books. And, and we laughed at that. But now that I'm a life coach and, and I deal with peace, so many people that are dealing with self-esteem issues, you have to love you. At the end of the day, and in I Declare Love, I have a quote that says, if you don't love you, it is criminal to expect somebody else to love you. And if you do nothing else after listening to Imani, after listening to me, if you do nothing else but love you, you are, you are one step ahead of a whole lot of people. So if you haven't heard anything else I said in this, uh, in this interview, love you. Wake up every morning and you look in that mirror and you say, you, I love you. You are awesome. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are, you, you, you are glorious. You have been fearfully. You have been wonderfully made. And you off the chain. You are the bomb.com. And so, you know, you look, we, we want a we cheerleader. You be your cheerleader. If nobody else sings your praises, you sing your praises. Because you are somebody, and if you stay high on life, life is going to stay high on you. Yes, sir. That's Dr. Walter Sims, the Minister of Motivation. Thank you very much, sir, for appearing, and we'll have you back on the show sometime soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Amani. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to the Amani Experience Podcast. You can check out the show notes on amaniexperience.com slash podcast. Please remember to leave us a review on the platform you are listening on and share this podcast with anyone who you feel would benefit from listening. See you soon on our next episode.